Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's 930 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. Outside, currently cloudy, 51 degrees in Buffalo. The Bills steamroll over Pittsburgh 38 to 3. Snap. Josh handles it. Back to throw. Pocket collapsing. Fires a deep one downfield. Looking for Gabe Davis. Makes the catch at midfield. He's going to sail into the end zone. Gabe Davis at the 20, at the 10. Touchdown. Holy mackerel. 98 yards. Touchdown. Gabe Davis on third and 10 at their own two. That's a way to start. Holy mackerel. And Gabe Davis with two touchdown receptions in the first half to help lead the way to the win. Allen finishes with 424 yards and four touchdowns through the air. Everyone getting in on the action, including rookie receiver Khalil Shakir, who caught his first touchdown and ended up getting the ball too. Lost one right down the middle. This one is caught by Shakir at the three. Heads into the end zone. Yet another Buffalo touchdown. Khalil Shakir gets into the act. A 24-yard lofted pass from Josh Allen. He beat Josh Jackson, who was just signed to their Yeah, I mean, I definitely had nerves going in. I mean, the crowd, the environment, but it's a good thing, you know, just uh, those vibes that I got going on. Then when I ran out the the tunnel, was just crazy and insane, and I had to settle down, breathe a little bit. Um, But like I said, when you're around guys like um, Steph every single day, they make every day as game like as possible. I know the environment's a little bit different, but they push that throughout the week. Beat myself up from that drop that I had. Tragic. I was... uh, feeling myself a little too much trying to get out of there and, and, and rack. So I beat myself up pretty bad. So um, Josh uh, still that trust in me and throw it up there and go make a play on it. And I don't even know what to do. You know, a lot of guys have planned celebrations and things like that. I always told myself I was going to keep the first football that I scored. I was like, obviously, I'd keep it. But for some reason, I threw it. And then um, <laughs> and Josh brought it to me. I was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, my bad. Appreciate it. But it was a good feeling. I was actually thinking that. You know, the game was so out of hand. You think about those kind yeah. of things. He throws the ball up, and it's like, what are oh, you no. doing? First touchdown grab. He gets the ball back with the help from his quarterback. Pretty cool story there at the end. 38-3. to Wow, what a game. And next week, Kansas City. The rematch. Big one. You're seeing those promos all throughout the game, all throughout everywhere. <laughs> you know, the ads are up. It's amazing that the Bills are a part of it. I'm still uh, getting used to that. Right. But that's nothing like a 38-3 win to get you excited for Kansas City. For sure. Well, the Bills aren't aren't back in Orchard Park for a home game until the 30th of this month and won't be back at home on 1 o'clock on Sunday until mid-November. WBEN's Brayton Wilson tells us that means fans were trying to get the most out of one of the 
last nice weather tailgate of the season. With the success of the Bills over the past few seasons, the NFL has scheduled the team to play in the national spotlight a number of times during the 2022 season. That includes a select number of home games at Highmark Stadium. In total, the Bills will only play a scheduled four home games this season on a Sunday at 1 o'clock, including yesterday's win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Despite the first 1 o'clock kickoff coming five weeks into the season, a number of fans were happy to be back celebrating before a big game in Orchard Park. We were at the Monday night game a couple weeks ago. Fantastic, but Sunday afternoon game is tough to beat. You know, it's all about the family. We got a lot of people in from around the country to, uh, you know, just celebrate time together and uh, hopefully the Bills win. That was Bills fan Kevin Clauser from Williamsville. Fans will not be able to enjoy another 1 o'clock kickoff at home for more than a month when Buffalo faces the Minnesota Vikings on November 13th. While Bills Mafia will have to wait a while before another 1 p.m. game that many fans have become accustomed to over the years, many fans are not disappointed with playing more games at different times in a given week. Doesn't differ at all. The sun's just in a different part of the sky. That's Bills fan Mary Gregory from Cooperstown. And despite the inconsistencies with the Bills' home schedule, it certainly does not alter how Bills fans, like Rebecca from Buffalo, end up tailgating and spending their time before the game. We always are on our toes, but nighttime games, you have to be prepared to freeze your ass off, but you're, you're always going to be doing the same thing, drinking beer, eating, watching TV, playing games. More from Bills fans ahead of Sunday's win in Orchard Park is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, Brayton, thank you. 506 on WBEN. Police say there's no apparent connection between a shooting outside Lee Zeldin's home on Long Island yesterday afternoon and the Republican nominee for New York governor. Investigators say Zeldin's twin teenage daughters were home at the time when they heard gunshots, locked themselves in a bathroom, called 911. Speaking to reporters outside of his home, the New York congressman said the shooting representative of a larger problem. At what point? Are we supposed to talk about the crime on our own streets? I'm standing in front of crime scene tape in front of my own house. You can't get me more outraged than right now. Zeldin said his family's shaken, but okay, the victim's taken to a hospital. It's the second scare he's had in several months. In July, he was assaulted while campaigning near Rochester when a man approached him on stage, thrust a sharp object near his head and neck. Zeldin, uninjured, the man was arrested. The incident fueling the debate over bail reform laws in the state. Here's WBEN's Max Ferry. New York's bail reform laws have been heavily discussed among New York politicians since the sweeping reform in 2019, prohibiting cash bail for all but the most serious misdemeanors and felonies. In addition, state judges can't hold defendants based on their danger perception. This led to serious blowback and a revision of the reform months later in 2020 and again this year. Governor Kathy Hochul says some are not fully aware of what the laws do. I, I think that people don't understand what we did with bail laws. We did include gun violence cases. We gave more discretion to judges. We took away uh, the situation where cases are being thrown out because there was uh, not sufficient evidence. So we, we made a lot of changes to bail laws. We made sure that repeat offenders were covered. Now, New York's GOP chair Nick Langworthy, running for New York 23, is calling for a serious repeal of these bail reform laws, saying that these laws have failed murder victim 40-year-old Kiara Benenfield of Buffalo, who was shot dead in her car last Wednesday. The main suspect is her husband, 45-year-old Adam Benenfield, who has a detailed violent and nonviolent criminal history and was released on cashless bail a day before the murder. Law enforcement and people involved and tasked with keeping our streets and the citizens of this state safe they warned specifically on how this would impact domestic violence situations. 
But those people in power, they didn't care. That's the problem. More discussion is available to you on our website, Max Ferry, WBEN.com News. All right, Max, thank you for that. 508 on WBEN. U.S. Senator says the U.S. should put pressure on Saudi Arabia to not cut oil production as OPEC, the global oil cartel, ordering member producers to do exactly that, lower production. Expected to raise gas prices. OPEC ordered oil production cuts at the request of Russia to keep prices up and more money coming in. Senator Chris Murphy, Connecticut Democrat on the Foreign Relations Committee, says the U.S. should pressure the Saudi government to not do so. There's going to be a a price to be paid if you take our weapons, if you accept the moral cover that we give you for your human rights crimes, and then you get in bed with the Russians on oil production. Murphy on CNN's State of the Union said there are steps the U.S. can take, though he didn't say what. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. The NFL's new concussion protocol is having an impact just hours after taking effect. At least four players were pulled from games under the new guidelines yesterday, including Miami's backup quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, who was pulled after just one play against the Jets. The man he replaced suffered hits in two recent games that triggered the new protocol. It calls for a spotter to decide whether a player can stay in the game. NFL Chief Medical Officer Dr. Alan Sills. This is a fairly significant change because under the old protocol, if someone stumbled or had what we call gross motor instability, then it was up to the team doctor and the sideline unaffiliated neuroconsultant to try to decide, was that stumbling because of a brain injury or was it because of some other injury? Under the new protocol, there's no longer a need to make that distinction. All right, so there you go. Four instances yesterday where players were pulled under these new guidelines. Yeah, and uh, saw Teddy Bridgewater, his injury. They said he was checked out, cleared, but because of the new guidelines, just that he, you know, had stumbled during the game. That's it. Was not, even though he was cleared by a doctor, was not able to go back into the game. So Miami now has a third string quarterback. Yeah, well, they played like it. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Cloud, a few showers this morning, some sunshine this afternoon with temperatures in the mid to upper 50s. For tonight, clear to partly cloudy. Overnight lows in the low to mid 40s. Mostly sunny on Tuesday. Highs in the upper 60s. More clouds, a few showers return late on Wednesday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief. Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Jill Schlesinger from JillOnMoney.com. Weekends here on WBEN is with us as usual this time on a Monday morning. You know, Jill, we've got inflation, rising interest rates. Mm. Stocks went into the weekend with major losses. A lot to be worried about. But the job market has always been a bright spot for the economy, at least during the pandemic. But that seems to be decelerating. Yeah, it's really been a crazy year in the job market. You know, just in the middle of the summer, I think we heard from every single employer like, we can't find the right amount of people. We can't find workers. And now it's we're coming towards the last quarter of the year and we get a report out that shows, you know, solid weight, uh, solid job growth, you know, 263,000. But that's a lot lower than the numbers we saw last year and even earlier this year. So we are seeing job growth starting to decelerate. I think that's kind of normal. I think there's a couple of other things that are somewhat warning signs for all of us. For example, we saw the number of job openings drop from 11.2 million to 10.1 million at the end of August. And that's the largest one month drop since the start of the pandemic. And people aren't quitting quite as much. And by the way, there are some big companies like Walmart or Amazon and Meta, and they say they're either reducing or freezing their staff. That's not the whole economy, but it does give you an idea that 
employers are starting to worry that as the economy slows down with these interest rate increases, as inflation remains high, they don't need as many people. So it's just a really important thing for a worker to know before you go pound the desk and say, I want to raise, I want this, I want that. The market is shifting right now. The market shifting, it's unpredictable. The job market, these numbers that we got at the end of last week, what do they say about the Fed's actions and how they're working? You know, it's hard for the Federal Reserve because they have this blunt tool called caused, called interest rate increases, right? And so why is that blunt? Because you can raise interest rates and it and it will take a while to filter through the economy. So for the Fed, the problem is that they raise interest rates, they keep raising interest rates, they're trying to slow things down. Things will be slowing down, but it may be that they raise rates by too much, and we will only know that in retrospect. So we might be talking six months from now and say, Oh, boy, the Fed really didn't need those last two rate hikes at the end of 22 because, you know what, things were slowing down. We're seeing evidence of it now. Now, there's not a lot that individuals we can do about any of this. I want to be clear about that. But I I do also want to be certain to remind everybody that all these events that are happening in the economy over which you have no control, the one thing you do have control over is what you do in your financial life. And again, I cannot stress this enough. I know people continue to spend money. I know there are a lot of people who are struggling. They're living paycheck to paycheck. There are other people who are like, I don't care. I'm going to have a great holiday season. I'm just going to spend. Everything will be fine. may not be as fine next year. So really, if you're on the sidelines waiting to get back into the job market, you should get, probably move quickly. Get in. Yes, exactly. I mean, there are still 1.7 job openings for every unemployed worker. So if you're waiting for something great to happen, I wouldn't wait too much longer. I think that you have a time right now to get back into the labor force. And of course, there's many people. Maybe they're in school. Maybe people decided to retire early, by the way. Um, that may have seemed like a really good idea when inflation was not as high as it is. If I were retired early and I'm concerned about my portfolio, instead of being so freaked out about my portfolio, I'd get back into the labor force and do something part time so I didn't have to worry so much about my portfolio. One of the best ways that you can avoid dipping in and selling things at lows is by having cash flow. And the only way you get cash flow is by working. Is there danger here for the Fed where you are starting to see maybe impact of what you're doing, but we keep talking about more rate hikes that they're like overacting here without fully seeing the results of the rate hikes that have already occurred? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the fear. When you look at financial markets, I think that that's what the financial markets are telling us, that we don't trust that the Fed will get this just right. They are threading a needle here. They really are. And it's it's I don't I'm not a sewer myself, so I always have a hard time threading a needle. And I imagine for the Federal Reserve, if the big thing that you want to do is crush inflation, the problem is you may crush inflation and everything else with it. You know, it's it's kind of like it's almost like um, it's like chemotherapy. It's like you want to crush the cancer cells. Unfortunately, you're crushing all these other healthy cells at the exact same time. And that is the real problem and the challenge that the Federal Reserve faces and every central bank is facing across the world. Is seasonal hiring going to be different this holiday season? Well, we're already seeing some interesting examples of of what some companies are doing. Now, Walmart said they're going to hire 40,000 associates. That's a big drop from last year. Last year, they hired 150,000. 
Um, we also saw that Amazon said they're going to hire as many seasonal workers, but for their professional staff, they're not going to hire as much. Meta said they are freezing their hiring. So, you know, this is not every single employer, but if you think about it, if you say Walmart, Amazon, Facebook, it kind of gives you like this idea of if these huge employers are starting to pull back a little bit, that could change the dynamic of the labor market, which in turn means for us, for workers, again, don't be too demanding. Things can really shift very quickly. If you've got a really, if you've got a solid job, you're very comfortable and you're working for a company that is in retail, you may be, I would say you should be a little bit more um, careful about going in and making demands because I think this is an area that can really shift quickly. The, you know, reading into that, when you mentioned these big companies kind of cooling off their hiring, uh, at least for right now, should, should we look at that and say, well, these big companies, they obviously know everything, you know, uh, that is like a sign for the rest of us um, that it's going to happen? Um, well, it's never a fait accompli, and, but I think they know more about their own businesses. And I think if you look at a company like, let's say, Walmart, here's what Walmart has. They have all the data on their customers and how they're spending money. Now, the Walmart customer represents a lot of America. It's not all of America, right? So, you know, I, I would say what's been fascinating for many economists is how much spending is really going on. Um, at the upper end of the spectrum. And I don't mean upper end like millionaires, but people who make $120,000 a year are still spending pretty briskly. And that may be because they had the pandemic savings building up. They never lost their jobs in the first place. But what Walmart is seeing is something that is a shift. They said, hey, you know what people are spending on? Not those like fun extra items. They're spending money on their core needs, their food, their, uh, you know, their pantry. That's what they're, that's what they're spending money on. And so we'll have to see how the holiday season does shake out. But clearly inflation is a, um, is a demon in an economy. And it does tend to inflict more damage on those who make less money than those at the middle or upper end. On wages, I'm thinking at the same time, if companies are not hiring as many workers, are they increasing workers' wages? Well, you know, wages were up by 5% from a year ago, annual hourly earnings. Again, in the normal times, in the pre-pandemic times, would be a huge number. But that pace of wage growth is also tapering off. So we were at 5.5%, uh, you know, a few months ago. Now we're at 5%. And that's going to be heading down towards 4.5%. And wages are going to come down faster than the inflation rate. And that's going to put Americans in a bind. I think that what many of us don't realize is that even as some of the the big costs have come down for companies, they have not cut their prices so quickly. And the reason is very clear. They want to make money, right? They want to have high earnings. And so far, leaving their prices higher has not hurt their earnings yet. There will come a time where even rich people are going to say, I am not going out to dinner if, you know, my fried rice costs $40 instead of what it was, you know, $18, you know, a few years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned, you know, what people are spending their money on. Jill, there were uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fans who spent $300 a ticket to go see their team lose 38 to 3 last night or yesterday I mean, in the afternoon. I want to say, I just want to say that that was one of my um, really favorite moments of yesterday. Uh, and I texted our friends at KDKA Radio to remind them 
that New York still reigns supreme. And then they texted me when the Mets lost. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, what is like the steel industry or the the sandwich with French fries on it industry doing like particularly well where they can afford to do that? Listen, you know, football fans, we cannot get in the heads of football fans. But, uh, you know, listen, there's a core group of people who will spend money on lots of things that you and I might say that's nutty. But, you know, it, it is just a, it's a frivolous thing. I remember I had a grandfather who was, he was a little bit of a, a miser, and he would yell at if he spent money on anything. But he also liked to fish, so he would pay anything to like do something to his boat. Mm-hmm. That so you know everyone's got their thing they spend on. Yeah, What's yours, sure. Brian? Uh, mine going to end up being bills tickets. By the way, See? <laughs> there are you going. go. <laughs> there you go. Keep spending. So, but that's like it brings you joy. And you know, remember the uh, the the behavioral economists out there say that when you spend on an experience it has a longer lasting impression on your memory than any object you absolutely, could buy absolutely absolutely i kind of agree with that that's 9:30 in 716 we're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo we really need new phones T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month new iPhone 15s it's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.